this is Genesis 8. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the water had gone down. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the 10th month. And on the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains became visible. After 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven. And it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water over all the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return to him. By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out, together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. All the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground, and all the birds, everything that moves on land, came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds in the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal and from each human being too. I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. From the image of God has God made mankind. As for you... Be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock and all the wild animals. 
all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is a sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. That's the word of God. And we invite um, Luxi to speak. Okay, thank you, Isaac. So good to be worshipping with you guys. All right, we are into um, Genesis 8 and 9 already. And uh, I'm sure we heard the story, um, the records of the... Well, they're not stories. They're actually... You remember that word, that toledotes? That's the, the accounts of God's dealing with mankind. So this is one of the accounts, okay, um, with a story... Uh, accounts of the floods and the new beginning. So I think when we see the rainbow, I don't think anyone would dislike seeing rainbows, right? And I'm sure there's a lot of, um, a lot of times when, when God has actually spoke and encouraged us when we, whenever we see the rainbows. I'm sure many of us had that kind of experiences. Pastor William just sent me a photo of, of the rainbow just before and just to encourage me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's not, it's not just a pretty sight. It has a biblical promises for us, all right? And I'm sure God will speak to us about His faithfulness, about His promises, about His, His grace and blessing on, onto us. I, and I, I had many many memories about how when I was the, the most frustrated, when I was, uh, I was really down and didn't know what to do, and there was a rainbow, and it was double rainbow. And even I had seen triple rainbows. Have you seen it before? I'll show it later, okay? True, it, it, I, I shot at myself, okay? So um, uh, what does it really mean? You know, seeing the rainbow in the sky. Um, yep. Isaac has just read those uh, passages to us. It was good. And I, I believe um, the passage that we have read, uh, chapter 8 to, nine, to, nine, nine to verse 17, God has commanded Noah and all that were in the ark to leave. And God blessed them for a new habitation after the flood. That was the passages we've just listened and read. And what does this mean to us for, for us today? I believe that God's dealing with Noah and, and was, uh, had, had the flood. It was his attitude and his decisive actions towards sin. And sin persisted throughout the history of mankind, even to, to today. God, Christ has dealt with it, sure. But God still is, he is very much against sin 
because he's a righteous God, okay? And he, after he deals with sin, he will bless us with eternal, eternal assurance with the promises of the cross, with the promise of the cross. So this is what we, what we see. Not, we're not just seeing oh, a past event about Noah, about, the, about the, the ark, about the flood. We see it through the history of mankind, God's attributes, God's nature. He is a righteous God. He deals with sin, but because He deals with sin, He blesses us with the assurance of the cross, of the cross of Jesus. And we, here we stand today. So next time when we see the rainbow, just don't admire the pretty sight. Oh, so nice. No, we see further than that. We see deeper than just a natural uh, a phenomenon. We see the promise of God and the cross. Okay? So the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, I think, in chapter 1, verse Verse 3, you, we remember that verse. You know, when God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was formless and void. And that formless and void was not nothing. You know, it, you know we think formless and void, it was, well, what is it, nothing? No, actually, the formless and void, it was the opposing forces that was opposing God. And when, when, when verse 3 in Genesis 1-3, it says the Spirit of God hovering over the waters, it was more than just like, you know, like um, uh, floating or, or checking what's, what's happening. It was, it was actually attacking, you know. It was the, the Spirit of God was zooming down and attacking all these opposing forces. So it was a battle. You know, it was a battle between the two forces, but God always wins. When, um, when we read Genesis 1, 2, up to now, eight, eight, up to 8, 9, and, and actually on Sunday morning and Saturday, they finished Genesis already, okay? Um, read up to 11. 11 chapters, the first 11 chapters of Genesis, you see, you see the chaos, the power of chaos, every time was opposing the order of God. But every time, God's order prevails. All right? I think this is, this is the truth that we need to stand very firm. You know, we, we're saying that the firm, our firm foundation, this is the firm foundation we need to stand on. Very, very clear. You know, God is always on the winning side. Yes, the sin abounds. We live in a sinful world. You know, things that happen with not the way we want to. Even Christians, we, we, we experience, we ourselves fall into sin, the power of sin. But because Christ has triumphed over death and sin, and we, not, not because what I do, but we, we can, by the power of Christ, we can stand. We can, we can prevail with Him. Okay, so this is what we need to stick in mind. All right, um, rainbow after the storm. Okay, this is the passage have just written, uh, we just read. And I think there's two points I'd like to share with you. The first is um, God's dealing with sin. Why was there a flood? Because God opposed, God could not stand sin. All right, 
Um, in, in chapter 6, uh, a couple of sermons prior to this, um, it, it described that um, God was really, really uh, regretted when seeing the sin of man, mankind. You know, in, in chapter 6, verse 2, it says that God have regretted. In chapter 6, verse 5, it described that the wickedness of humankind was every inclin inclination of thoughts were evil all the time. Can you imagine? When God has created the mankind, it's supposed to be good, but because of man misused the freedom, the choice, and sin came into the world. And, and that sin is like, you know, from the tiny little mole in our, on, our, on our skins or in our, in our organs, and it's going to spread. And it's just the whole body was, yeah, cancerous. And that's similar to the description of, the, of the, what, what the author was trying to describe to the for the people during those times. And God regretted. All right? Um, now, if you see this, okay, how can you describe this house? What, what, what words would you want to describe this? Whatever. If you, if you think you can use tidiness to describe this, I think any, anything but this, the word tidy, right? If you think it's okay, you can live there, I think you're pretty chaotic yourself. It's, it's like God seeing this, the whole of humankind was chaos. How could he fix just picking up bits and bits? And, and, but the, the thing that the whole, whole humankind was, every inclination of thoughts were evil all the time. What could God do? He could only do a drastic action, the flood, to wipe out mankind with the sin because God could not stand sin all right and in chapter 7 verse 22 the last sermon I believe it says that everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died now that's pretty drastic okay when God created remember in 2 in chapter 2 verse 7 God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. And now, in chapter 7, verse 22, everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. It's very much like, you know, giving birth to a baby and you kill your baby. It's that drastic. Because God could not stand sin. God hated sin because he's righteous God. But God has a dilemma. Okay. He's a loving God. He's a loving God. He loves what he created. He loves you and me, sinners. But he cannot stand sin. So you, you, you could see, 
when when God was was wiping out the mankind, but Noah was spared in seven twenty three. That's not our issue; it's God's issue. All right, He couldn't. He need to deal with sin, but He loves you and me. We are sinners, and today. If it wasn't Christ's grace upon us, we would be all wiped away, dead. God has mercy upon you and me. In in Jeremiah twenty nine verse eleven, it says that God's plan is not to is not to harm us, not to punish us, but to prosper us. To give us peace. Now that's very hard for us to understand. How could this God, righteous God, who hated sin, you and me are sinful, but He loves you and me as sinners? Something has to be done. But somehow, in this deep down in His heart, He's loving you and loving me. And that's why we're here, still here today. A lot of things we cannot understand, but God, this is God, okay, a righteous God who hated sin, but loved you and me, and He had this plan for the Messiah to come and die for us. And even, even He knew in His in His、uh, Almighty and sovereignty,、um, He knew sin would still persist. Of course, he knew the flood did not wipe out everything. Even after Noah, Noah, you know, after the flood, a new beginning. That sin was still in mankind. Can you imagine? After the new beginning, then Noah got drunk, and he woke up the next morning. Oh goodness, how how could my son did such terrible thing on me? And he cursed his son. You know, a new beginning, but sin in in the humankind still persisted. Didn't God know it? Of course, He knew it. But He was patient, still wanting His purpose to be fulfilled. What purpose? The salvation of all mankind. The seed of the woman is going to come in His time. So. When we see the flood, when we see the rainbow, it reminds us us of God's dealing with sin. All right.、It's, so when we next time when we see the rainbow, don't just see a pretty sight. Just see how how our sin could have caused God to deal with our sin and 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 with the flood and and the blood of Jesus. Okay. So be careful. Not don't sin. Too ca- casually. Every time we sin, we hurt God. But His grace is much, much more. And in the flood, we see God's blessing to new life. Okay, there are various descriptions in chapter eight here. Firstly, is that He gave new habitations. In 
in chapter、uh, eight, verses seventeen to nine one, it says, "Be bring them out, multiply, fruitful, increase." It, it echoes one twenty two twenty three in Genesis. Same same kind of promises, same kinds of commands, because the intentions of God was for humankind to to be fruitful and multiply to to inhabit the earth. But the The inclination of mankind is no. We don't want to move. We want to, we 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 want to do what we want. We want to stay together. The Tower of Babel was like that, all right. But God's God's purpose for for mankind is to inhabit the earth and to be fruitful and multiply and to manage the 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 earth for God, for His glory. In eight in in chapter eight verse one, it says God. Remembered. If you have your Bibles, you can read it. When God remembered Noah. Now, every time this word "remembered," it entails that God did something. Not God did not just remember something. Oh, I remember now. No, it's not just that. When God remembered, He connected with with blessings. All right. And when God in in chapter in in Genesis nineteen twenty verse twenty nine, when God remember Abraham, he blessed. And in um in Exodus thirty two verse thirteen, Moses prayed for the prayed for the Israelites. God remember us. He was praying for God's actions and blessing upon the Israelites. So here the author says,、um, when God remembered Noah. God started to bless Noah and 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 everything that came out from the ark. And in eight verse two, it says the springs of the deep and the floodgates of heavens closed. And that's why the the, the flood kind of stopped. Okay. Now this is the the cosmos the, the 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 what how people see the world at the time. Okay. Of course, this is not 21st century、um, scientific ways of seeing the heaven and the earth. Now, this is the ancient Near East. What they perceive:、um, the earth, the sky, the shit. Oh, that's the de- you know that's the, the where the dead are. Okay, and you can see、uh, it may not be very clear. Now, that's the deep. That is that's the chaotic waters. Okay, the void and formless. Okay. The opposing forces, okay, and, and you see the the floodgates of the deep is open. That's why you know it was kind of come up from、uh, underneath, and the、uh, and the windows of the skies, okay, the windows of the heaven, open, and that's why it was rain pouring down. So had you know the the world had to be flooded, and and all all lives was destroyed. It was from above. And from below, and now the gates, floodgates closed, windows were closed, and the water was slowly, slowly draining away. And it also,、um, it says that when God used the wind, blew、uh, so that the ground are dry, and that wind, and same word, the ruach, the 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 spirit or the breath. Okay, so how did God do it? I don't know, but but it was really saying that God was using all means 
so that to give the new beginning for the for Noah and the and the people and the, and the people and the animals from that come out from the ark. Okay, and God gave the new habitation, and God gives us new beginnings when He deals with the sins in our lives. Not just that, He also blessed the earth. Eight twenty-one, the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, said in His heart, "Never again I will curse the ground because of man. Every inclination inclination of His heart is evil from childhood." Now, what does it mean? Now, now, obviously, not because Noah has offered the sacrifices and 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 God said, "Oh, this such nice barbecue smell. Oh, I won't, I won't, I won't curse the ground again." Not, not, not that. When, 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 here, when God says He will not curse the ground、uh, because of man, He was it's come up from His own own. Graciousness, okay, and now even though the inclination of his heart from his the, of mankind in his heart, even it was still evil from childhood, God still wanted to bless the earth for the people that come out from the ark. Even though sin still persists, but God was willing to bless. That is his loving nature. How did he bless? Eight twenty-two. While the earth remained, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Now that is that is the promise of his faithfulness. There's the seasons. There's day and night. Sun and the rain that ensure all the essential needs are in good supply. That's how practical God will bless the earth for you and I to habitate in it. Even to today, if the one if we wake up in the morning tomorrow and I plan to go fishing, it's supposed to be eight o'clock, the high tide. And suddenly we find I found that oh, it's three o'clock. How come the the tide changes that quick? You know, but God has in his in his power in his sovereignty, he has blessed the earth with this this seasons and and the nights and days and and everything in in this order, so that men. Can live in this world with much of his blessings. And thirdly, got a new order. That new order was not just、um, like in the in the first chap first two chapters in Genesis, men were supposed to only to eat veg vegetables and and fruits. But here we can eat meat. Okay.、Um, Don't know why.、Uh, is it because mankind, after sin, after we have fallen, we sort of we can we cannot just live on veggies or, or fruits alone? Don't know. But God somehow given a new order here. We're okay to eat the fish and the animals. 
All right. Uh, for us who like or meat lovers, if we like to hear this verse, oh, it's good. It's biblical to eat meat. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, we cannot eat raw with the blood still in it. All right. Now, um, I don't know. I know some Chinese like to eat blood, the pig's blood or, or, or chicken's blood. Okay. Um, uh, some, some, it might, it might not, it might not uh, have any um, importance to you, okay? But for older folks, it might, it might be. But we're, we're, say, we're not saying here that whether we, sh we should or not. I think we don't need to, okay? We don't need to. Um, but here, um, it actually goes to the fourth um, promise is that it's confirmed our new identity. Not new identity, our, our identity and our original creation. In verses in nine, verse six, that we, because we still we have we have the image and the likeness of God. So, killing, shedding blood of another person, that is destroying the image of of God in a, in a person. So that is that is prohibited. Okay, and that is liable to capital punishment. And lastly, established of covenant. That is in chapter 9, we've just read before. Chapter 9, verses 12 to 13. God said, this is actually, that was the verse for the last month, right? From verse of, of April. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I've set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of covenant between me and the earth. Now that is, that is, that is the, a, a tangible sign that we can see. God has established this covenant with Noah not just with Noah, but with the, with the, with the every living creature. And this promise still stands today. Now, when we see the comparison, okay, of chapters seven to nine to to compare to chapter one, or actually, yeah, some of the letters might have. Change a bit, but that's okay. But you can still see it, okay? In chapter one, compared to seven, darkness over the surface, and in chapter seven, eleven, the spring of the great deep burst forth. That is, that's the opposing power, okay? But God is in control, okay? When God said, "Let the dry dry ground appeared," in one verse nine. Same here. Even the flood were in God's control. Okay? And 8 verse 5, the mountains became visible. Who made the mountains become visible? Who made the waters gone, gone away? God. It was not the deep, it was not the, the, the flood that you know, decided to move away. No, it was God commanded them to to withdraw okay and and so on so actually the that's the chapter seven to nine is the recreation of the original creation 
and God was God is in total control. So what what do we see from this from this um, new the rainbow and the uh, and the new beginning? We see God in his his determination. Okay, even the sinful the sin of mankind um, gave this. Uh, opposing power, the sin that you know come uh, against God's purpose, but He, His purpose will always prevail. When we see, when we live in this world today, you, we still see the power of sin amongst us, either was personal or in a global way. But we need to believe that. We need to trust that he, his purpose, his salvation, will always triumph over every sin and chaos in this world. We need to believe this. Otherwise, we will be just drifted off by all these sinful things and all these、uh, negative, all these sinful forces, and and we we just drift and toss, and and we don't know where we are. But we have this firm foundation we can stand on. And one day, Jesus will come back. Right. So,、um, whenever next time when you see the rainbow, whether with just single, double, or triple, we don't just see the rainbow; we see the cross. God's accomplishment on on the cross, the seed of the woman. All right. The the rainbow was just the, the rainbow was just a a covenant that that kind of pointing forth to the salvation, the the seed of the woman that God has in His time to make this happen. So when next time when we see the rainbow, please think also the cross, and in the cross we have the promise that. We can overcome with God. All right. So a, a, a couple of questions for us to think about: How do we respond to such a righteous, yet a loving God, and a faithful God in our life? Okay. What does it mean? What does it mean? And what if anything in this world can hinder God's salvation plan? Can the Evil forces. Can my sinful nature, or God, it will, it will triumph over anyway. 